Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight for the entire show, Long Beach City Prosecutor Doug Halbert, as we continue our 20th anniversary year. Closed captioning provided by Scan Health Plan. in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America land of freedom is still the home of the brave. So raise the banner, call the glory, let us join our fellow man. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host... Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. Our guest for the entire show tonight is Long Beach City Prosecutor Doug Halbert. Doug, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank you for having me, Art. Let's talk about the crime stats. Uh, by the time this show airs, the full year crime stats will be out, but right now we only have access to the nine month. Uh, the very good news is that murder is down 36%, uh, 10 less murders this year. I know one murder is one murder too many, but still, that's encouraging. Well, it is, and I think also, to put it in context, 2010, the statistics from 2010 showed that that was one of our best years here in Long Beach since they started keeping statistics back in the 1970s. 2010 had the fewest murders, and it looks like we improved on that in 2011. That, honestly, is probably the most important statistic uh, because of the... Uh, uh, the seriousness of the crime. There are a lot of murders, uh, a lot of crime stats, but I think the murder statistics are a very important one, and I'm happy to see that we're making progress there. Kudos to the Long Beach Police Department that increasingly are doing more with less. Absolutely. The police department does a very, very good job. Uh, the budget constraints are disheartening sometimes to see what's going on uh, in, in the city, but uh, the men and women in the Long Beach Police Department are doing a fabulous job. Robbery was about flat, up one point one percent residential burglary a twenty five percent increase commercial burglary seventeen point eight percent increase so uh, in in tough economic times you normally do see increases in in burglaries 
sometimes you do. Uh, this is a recession, but we're actually seeing good uh, crime statistics. And those are nine-month numbers. So the most important thing will be at the end of the year what the numbers look like. And you're looking at numbers that are compared to 2010. And Which 2010 was a, was a very, very yeah. good year. Uh, and there are a lot of things going on. There's a statewide budget crisis. The state is releasing or causing the release, the early release of a lot of prisoners. So I, I think most experts expect to see a spike in crime uh, coming up. That's known as realignment, where the state is releasing to the counties uh, some uh, thousands of prisoners. And L.A. County in particular is getting quite a few because that's where they came from. Uh, speak to the problem that realignment is causing. Well, in order to solve the state budget problem, the state decided to uh, release to the county felons who would normally be in state prison. And about a third of the people in the California state prison system came from Los Angeles County. So the state is removing some of the offenders from state prison and sending them to the county jails. So the Los Angeles County jail system will receive a lot of these violent criminals, these felons, which will then cause a displacement of somebody. Someone is, is going to be... Because the jails released. are already overcrowded. So now all these new folks coming, being released under realignment, if they're not to be just let out, going into the county jails and the county jails are, are packed, at least in L.A. County, mm -hmm. so then someone has to be released. L.A. County has the most impacted county jail system. So when the sheriff receives these people from the state prison system, he has to make a decision. Do I release this felon, uh, the person that came to me from state prison, or do I release someone who's already in county jail in order to make room for that? Uh, that and that decision is entirely in the discretion of the sheriff? The sheriff has enormous discretion, and the sheriff in Los Angeles County is looking at creative ways. Rather than just releasing them on the street, he's looking at other, other forms of release, such as work release. Uh, they've got electronic monitoring, and there's different programs he's looking at, putting them in rehab uh, programs, but they're just is not an infrastructure in place to absorb uh, the numbers that are moving into the county jail system. So there will be a lot of people, and there have been in the last couple of months, and it'll continue in 2012, people released uh, early from jail. Is the state providing to the counties documentation on who these prisoners are that are being released with their records and also uh, the sheriff can make a rational decision? Uh, they are providing information, and, and this is all new. This started October 1st of 2011. So we, we are literally, as we go, making up the rules for what information will be provided, what resources will be provided. There's funding for the counties to absorb these inmates, but that funding expires in 2012. And so now there's a debate on whether or not there's going to be funding. So we are literally playing this day by day, week by week, month by month. The rules are changing uh, as fastly, as f quickly as they're being made. And we're we already have, quote, a problem in county jails, and the Board of Supervisors has set up a commission to investigate the problem of violence in the county jails, and our police chief, Jim McDonald, was the appointed by uh, Supervisor Don Canabi to be his appointment to that commission. And so they are looking into an already existing problem. Yes, separate from realignment, there have been some issues with the Los Angeles County jail system. Uh, I know the federal authorities are looking at it. Uh, you know, anytime you have a large number of, of, of people, employees to watch, those employees from time to time are going to make bad decisions, and the sheriff is sorting through that right now with his that, employees. The realignment uh, problem uh, is related to the broader issue of police manning. And uh, I know 
Chief McDonald and police chiefs throughout the state are very concerned about the release of these felons to county jurisdiction and then the subsequent release of other uh, bad people mm -hmm. at a time when manning levels are, are at the lowest levels, certainly in Long Beach, as that they have been in years. You're absolutely right. Realignment could not have come at a worse time. Uh, I'll tell you, my office, uh, we had 21 prosecutors four years ago. We're now down to 15 prosecutors. The police department has been cut. Um, they're doing the best that they can with the resources they're given. But at some point, uh, we are going to hit a crisis here. Some people have compared it to the perfect storm where more bad guys on the street, fewer cops available to patrol, mm -hmm. and fewer prosecutors, as you point out. I think that's a very good analogy. There are several things lining up at the same time to create a very uncomfortable environment uh, in law enforcement uh, in, in the next, next year or two, at least. And I know our chief has been very imaginative in the use of technology mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in policing smart without all the resources that he would like. Well, you're absolutely right, and I think that's the biggest reason crime is dropping. We're obviously not adding more police officers. What we're doing is we're using the resources that we have wiser than we've ever done before. We're using technology to take the place of, of some uh, functions that otherwise were very labor-intensive before. Okay, we'll be continuing this great discussion with our city prosecutor after these messages. Supported by Edison International. Californians are getting to be old hands at year-round energy conservation. Part of our special awareness of the resources we all depend on. We're making the change to energy-efficient light bulbs, keeping warm weather thermostats set to a comfortable 78 degrees, and giving major appliances the afternoon off. Because when it comes to energy conservation, it all adds up. Life, powered by Edison. This is Doug Albrecht sharing with you just one of the 100 centennial moments we chose to mark this special occasion. The Port of Long Beach was born when Charles Wyndham purchased 800 acres of mudflats in the San Pedro Bay, where the LA River meets the sea. Today the port covers 3,200 acres of land and spans 35 miles of waterfront. I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I'd like to finish what I started. The new Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our customer service center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. As your business searches for smart ways to save, don't forget about the one that's right in front of you. Switch to the Charter Business Bundle and you can save big without sacrificing a thing. Get reliable business telephone and high-speed internet with local support and great features. Power your business with great savings starting today. It's easy to pay less and get more. Call now and make a switch to the Charter Business Bundle. We're back, Doug. Central to our crime problem is the problem of gangs. Uh, Long Beach has about 5,000 gang members, 1% of the population. It's been that way for some time. 
Uh, I know your office has had some imaginative approaches, including gang injunctions, but speak to the problem of gangs. Well, f fighting gang violence is my number one priority. And even though it's 1% of the population, that 1% commits an inordinate amount of crime. According to FBI statistics, gangs are responsible for about 50% of violent crimes nationwide. And in some communities, they predict it's as high as 90%. I think Long Beach is probably one of those, where the vast majority of the violent crimes are gang-related. We, we in Long Beach have got to do a better job and put more resources on uh, combating the gang problem for a couple of reasons. Number one, they commit a lot of the crimes. But the second reason, Long Beach has historically had a reputation for having gang problems. And if we don't really get a hold of that and control that, the perception will continue forever. And Long Beach will never move forward as a city until it gets a hold of the crime and gang problem. I know you've used gang injunctions effectively, and that causes some of the members subject to the injunction to move out of town you've mentioned on past shows. Yeah, we're, we're actually, uh, Long Beach has become a model for the gang injunctions uh, that we, we've been doing. Other cities are looking to us and how we do uh, gang injunctions. We're using technology to target the most active and dangerous gang members. Uh, and we're also doing something that's kind of novel. By going after the Mexican mafia, we can then target all of the street gangs that are affiliated with the Mexican mafia. And that strategy alone, I think, has made a big uh, improvement in the environment. I know that it has been responsible for the drop that we've had recently in gang-related shootings and in gang-related homicides. The fact of the matter, matter is our gang strategy is working. I think we need to do more, though. Does it make any sense to consider cameras in certain areas of town that sweep and capture any uh, illegal acts and act as witnesses uh, to the crime? You know, I don't know. I think I'd want to look at that first, uh, but there's no replacement for just good uh, policing and having the resources, giving the resources to, uh, to the police that they need uh, to, to actually respond to these types of crimes. I know you've historically been a big supporter, as have we, of programs like PAL, the Police Athletic League, and others that get youth on the right track and avoiding uh, the, the possibility of getting into gangs. And sadly, PAL has been eliminated, other youth programs have been cut, mm -hmm. and you pointed out, and I share that view, that it's pay me now, pay me later. If we shortchange these good programs where youth can get into the proper areas, we're going to have problems down the road, well, you're, in you're, addition to the problems we already have. You, you are absolutely right, and the focus on the youth and at-risk youths is a very wise investment for a couple of, a couple of reasons. Gangs, gangs are now recruiting kids as early as 11 and 12 years old. If we don't catch the kids early, we could lose them forever. Um, it, it's us estimated that about 80% of gang members are dropouts from school. Keeping them in school is very, very important. Keeping them active in activities that are, that are not uh, destructive is very important. The midnight and, basketball, those things, those things work. And your office has an active anti-truancy program related to that. We, we actually do. Uh, we've, uh, we've actually done a lot in this area by targeting the kids who are missing the most schools, bringing their parents in for an office conference. We have a new law that allows us to target the parents. So it's no longer just the child who gets detention or gets in trouble if the child is missing school. The parent can be in trouble. We had to prosecute one parent for that child missing school. Uh, and it sent a message throughout the community to get your kids to school every day on time. Uh, that, is, that is the most powerful thing we can do to keep kids out of gangs, and that's keep them in school. And every police chief that we've interviewed, and we've had at least half a dozen on over the last 20 years, 
have, have said that fighting crime is not just the responsibility of the police department or the prosecutor's office. We all in the community can play a role. And as you know, I'm active in the Long Beach Police Foundation. Mm -hmm and speak to the value of that. Well, I'm delighted to see the, the work that the Police Foundation is doing. They, they've kind of filled a void where there have been cuts in the police department. I know the Police Foundation focuses on youth and intervention programs and working with, with kids. Uh, they connect kids and the police department. I think that's a really smart investment. It's a wise investment. And I, I thank you for your service with the Long Beach uh, Police Foundation, and I, I hope other people get involved as well, because it's a community effort. The whole city has to be involved in getting ahead of this We're problem. We're all impacted by uh, presence of crime in our community, and we all can be part of the solution, whether it's forming a neighborhood watch on your block, getting active in uh, the police foundation, uh, and you have a volunteer program in your prosecutor's office, which I thought was incredibly imaginative in these tough budgetary times. Well, as I said, we, we've lost a lot of prosecutors. Uh, there's no way we could do it without bringing uh, volunteer prosecutors in. And it's a win-win uh, situation because a, an attorney, we actually bring in licensed attorneys. They volunteer three months uh, of their, their life full-time for three months. They get great experience. They get trained on being a prosecutor. They actually get trial experience after they've been fully trained. Now, they're supervised by attorneys in my office at all times, but they get a great experience, and then we get the benefit of volunteer prosecutors, and they're and, doing a very good job. And these are recent, bright graduates of the law schools who have taken and passed the bar exam and they don't yet have uh, an affiliation, and so they volunteer for three months. So you have free labor of bright young men and women for three months. We, we get that, and they get a fantastic experience and great education. They can then carry on to, uh, to a legal career. Great idea. We'll be back with more of our show after these messages. Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. Italy's a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Bellflower, Long Beach. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh no! 
Alright, you little trout sniffer. I've been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, dog. I'm totally naked right now. Doug, I know you're a devotee of the broken window theory, uh, that you start with the little things. And Mayor Giuliani in New York City, when he became mayor, I, as a former New Yorker, remember the subways used to be covered with graffiti, buses covered, and he just said, no, this is going to end, and no bus, no subway could leave without the graffiti being cleaned off, and it, that and other things transformed the city. And you firmly believe in that. Well, I do. I, I would call them quality of life crimes. They're not necessarily crimes of violence or crimes that uh, the statistic keepers would think are very uh, significant. But those little crimes, they add up, they compound themselves. And after a while, a neighborhood that looks a, a certain way, uh, that has the broken windows, uh, so to speak, Starts that has run-down housing, run-down uh, co commercial properties. It sends a message to everybody that no one cares about that, that block or that neighborhood. Uh, and, and what happens then is crime does move in and gets a foothold. And once crime takes over a block or a neighborhood or a community, it's very hard and very expensive to combat that. So you have to, you have to stop it before it starts. And Mayor Giuliani coupled that with a very vigorous crime enforcement uh, generally uh, regime and it, it really transformed the city. Do we need an act of will in Long Beach to say we want to stop this gang situation or, or really minimize it? Is that possible to do? It, it is possible and I, I honestly think Long Beach is moving towards that direction. We're working on it. We're making progress, especially in the gang problem, but we need to do, we need to do more. The problem is right now with resources, yes. the things that we would like to do, we, we just simply cannot do. Well, everyone can help in addressing this problem, particularly at a time of shrinking city resources. Members of the community can step forward and do something on your block, your neighborhood, to collectively make the city safer. Yeah, and Long Beach actually does have a lot of active neighborhood associations that uh, even become more active as years go on, and I, I think that's a great way to combat that problem. You were nice enough to write a guest column for our forthcoming issue of the Straight Talk magazine entitled The Fight Against Gangs. Give us an essence of what you're saying in that. Well, thank you for allowing me to write that article. It gives me an opportunity to, um, to address this problem, this gang problem, which a lot of people don't see. A lot of people in Long Beach think that the gangs are just a problem in one neighborhood or in one part of town. Well, the gang problem has the potential to affect all of us in a very dramatic way. And unless we can control the gang problem in Long Beach, no, no neighborhood is, is truly going to be going And to be the safe. mayor, to his credit, has said that from the get-go. In fact, he had his inauguration first term over on the west side to make, we're all in, we're all in this together. That's a, that's a very good analogy. We are all in this together. We are either going to become the city that we could become by working together, or we're always going to fail as a city. And I, I, but I do think we're moving in the right direction. We just need to do, we need to, we need to work more on improving our neighborhoods and our, and our streets here in Long Beach, and we, we can eradicate uh, the crime problem. You've been prosecutor now for 18 months. You were elected, took office in July of 2010. Uh, how do you feel about the job? Well, it's a wonderful opportunity to make a difference in my community. 
you know, I, I have to thank uh, the people of Long Beach for selecting me for this position. I think I'm doing a good job. Um, I, I appreciate uh, the opportunity that I have to actually work on the gang problem, putting gang injunctions in place to make neighborhoods safer. I get a great feeling, uh, a rewarding feeling. Working on the truancy program that keeps kids in school, I know that that will pay dividends years from now. That, that uh, I feel like we're making progress and it's a very rewarding uh, feeling to know that we're actually uh, moving the ball forward on these. Doesn't it sometimes get frustrating though or even depressing when day after day you're dealing with, with not the uh, most inspiring behavior in our society. Well, unfortunately, like police officers, prosecutors do come in contact with, uh, with the people that you and I would not come in contact with, uh, with otherwise. Um, but, but I will tell you that the rewards far outweigh the frustrations. And I really, if I did not believe that we were making progress, that we were getting better as a city, um, I would not find this job as rewarding as I do. But, uh, but I love the job, and I, I'm grateful for the opportunity. You were a contract city attorney and contract city prosecutor before you were elected. Mm -hmm. Do you still get into court? Yeah, I try to go to court uh, as often as, as I possibly can. Um, one of the things that I, uh, I absolutely would like to do is, is try a case as, as a prosecutor. Uh, the last two prosecutors didn't get that opportunity to, to actually present a case to a jury. Um, but I, I feel that that's very important for the prosecutor to be connected uh, to the courthouse. Uh, and so I do go there. I talk to the judges quite a bit. And, of course, uh, I'm there to uh, supervise my attorneys quite a bit, probably more than, uh, than my predecessors. But you would welcome the opportunity to actually try a case or two which obviously you did for many years before right. you were elected to your current position. That, absolutely. I mean, that's what prosecutors do. They prosecute. And someone once told, no, I won't tell that joke. Uh, okay. Uh, do you look forward to running again for reelection? Your term is four years, so you have about a little over two years more in the current term. Is it your expectation to again run for city prosecutor? Well, it, it's far too early to, to guess uh, about that, but um, I, I do believe the things that I need to accomplish will, will take some time, uh, and so I, I'm not going to stop short if I think there are, are still goals to me, uh, be met. Um, but, uh, but at this point, I'm, I'm kind of taking it month by month, Art. Fair enough. Okay, we'll be back with the remaining portion of our show after these messages. <laughs> Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks, an oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember, Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore.
Take care of those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Long Beach is one of the few cities to have an independently elected prosecutor, which I think is a good idea. And I think we're also fortunate to having a man of the quality of Doug Halbert uh, occupying that position here in Long Beach. So, Doug, thank you for your service to the city and uh, have 30 seconds to say whatever you'd like. Well, Art, thank you for having me again. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about these issues that are so important uh, to the people of Long Beach. I think the most important thing to recognize is Long Beach is getting better. Long Beach has great potential. We have the potential to make this a truly uh, outstanding place to live and raise a family and to, to hold a job. And I think we're working on it. We have a lot of work to go. Amen to that. Thanks for joining us, Doug. Thanks for having me. And thank you at home for being our guest. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.